Hey everybody, just a disclaimer before we get into this episode, I know we are nail-bitingly awaiting election results. This episode was recorded on November 5th at 11 a.m. Pacific time, so we only know what we know at that point, all right? All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to Minority Corner, where we take an introspective look at the world through an intersectional lens. I'm James, he, him. I'm a queer political activist, actor, comedian, self-proclaimed sexy blur. That's a um, black nerd. And each week, I'm joined in the corner by other fabulous minorities and some allies tackling the news, pop culture, politics, media, entertainment, and history with a little self-care, self-love sprinkled throughout, all for our own personal and collective empowerment. Well, here we go. Election 2020. It uh, it happened, and uh, we're going to get into that. But first, of course, Aneke is here. We had to have her here as four years ago she helped us. I get through the 2016 election and she's here to do the same with so much uncertainty but there is hope there's hope because uh milwaukee has a wap program that they're about to unleash into the world or they were we'll get into that we have the worst of the chrises yes the people voted and there was a weird response amongst the avengers that is giving us a lot of side eye also i had a sexual harassment training the day after the election and it was just as terrible as you could imagine although it was revealing of why sexual harassment trainings are necessary because some of y'all need it and speaking of eye-opening information and lessons and paving the road and work that still is to go, the results of the election. We're going to do a deep dive into what this election means, how are some voting blocks voting, and what does this mean as we move ahead forward? We have some action plans of things that we will need to do as we continue to move forward, regardless of the outcome of the presidency. It does not change the work that we know that we have to do. And so we have some ideas of what those main sticking points are and what the main focus is. And, you know, elections, they provide us with feedback and we've got some feedback and we're going to put that into action. And there's also good news. There is some good news, a lot of great news to celebrate. If you are a uh, Democrat, progressive, person who believes in equality and equity. Uh, there is a lot to celebrate as we continue pushing the needle, moving the ball down the field, whatever metaphor is going to inspire you. It's a great episode. Aneke is here. Let's get into it. Get ready to learn, laugh, and play right here on Minority Corner. You my whore! What was that? Why did you get nervous, James? Were you nervous to have me you back? I, Is this like when when you entertain like a cousin that you haven't seen in a long time and you're like, Ooh, what do I do? Is it gonna be the same? You're, you're, I just want you to know you are my whore. Yes. That's what you said to me when we were hanging out. Whoa! You, I no. want. Now that no. I have you on the recording session, I want everyone to hear what she said you to do. me. Okay. We were sitting on a blanket no. in the park, and then <laughs> goes, you're my whore. Social, Social distance. 
With jazz in the background no. with the saxophone player. I said, okay, you know what? We were talking about how friends melt away when you get to be oh. a certain age and you start really gravitating and solidifying those good, good, solid family friends. And I said to James, you are my core. No, and I, I was fine with it because, you know, like when you get really close with someone, you could be like, oh, you my bitch. And that kid took it off a notch. She was like, you my whore. And I was like, oh, this is... Motherhood has changed for everybody. I have seen, I wanted you all, I wanted to expose it for everybody. See, you know, you make me regret calling you my core. This is what whore cores do. You, you my whore core, whore core for life. That's like really intense mm -mm. to call someone like no. you my whore. And like you know, you guys, the face, whore. the face of James after I said... Exactly. And it wasn't even you're you're censoring yourself, too, because let's just be honest. It wasn't even just whore. It was you're my fucking <laughs> yeah. core. And James thought I said, you're my fucking whore, which is oh, that's a right. Lot. You were intense about and this it. is not who I, I am. I'm a professional. Like, I am a classy like, professional. You don't, even, you don't even dabble with like, oh, my bitches. Like, you don't even go that far. You must gain. No, like, you, that's why I uh -uh. clutch my pearls on the blanket sipping. Sipping my uh, wine, uh, my tall, tall boy. boy of whatever <laughs> the fuck you were drinking. Jazz in the background, <laughs> and then I could just burst my bubble. You my fucking whore. <laughs> I mean, this 2020 has beaten me down. I'm a little raw. I'm a little, you know, my. <laughs> That's why I I wasn't I wasn't too shocked and surprised. I was like, oh okay, this is where 2020 has taken her. That that makes sense. I'm tough now. My nerve endings are a little frayed. It's a little loose, you know, just breaking it Sometimes up. Sometimes you just gotta have a little letting fun. my hair down. Um, there is a new program uh, in Milwaukee County. Wow, that transition, James. What was? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, go with me. <laughs> Go with me. It kind of connects. It kind of connects. You you're like, oh, you're losing fun. it, James. You <laughs> you're losing it. My transitions are still on point. What? You'll see the okay. three lines. All right, all right, all right. Because all right. County Supervisor Ryan Clancy, Clancy right. of sure. Milwaukee County is introducing the WAP program. It's Wet ass pussy? Hey. Oh, my gosh. We're talking about... Like, no, uh, the weatherization assistance program. Oh, my gosh. See, this is why, see. Bad timing. Bad timing. See where Neke's mind is. She went to wet ass pussy. And we're talking about I mean, it's a popular the weatherization song right assistance now. program. Okay. And. <laughs> it is a popular time right now. It, or a popular oh song. God. And you know what? Female empowerment Female sexuality on blast <laughs> and weather can take a sidestep because weather's been well, letting us down. You're back in California and you know that weather has been letting us down. I'm in a tank top and shorts in November having the time of my life. So go ahead, global, global woman, do your thing. Um, here's the thing. He, he posted he was really excited about the weatherization assistance program, which he did call the WAP. Um, and he has the caption because it's about like fixing like low income houses. I think uh, something about like fixing like houses and weather or something. And I mean that's nice. But and he put on the meme. He goes, it's a picture of I uh, I uh, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion running through the hallways, and he goes, "There's some holes in this house." I like it. He's you know what? 
He is taking a thing. He's tongue in cheek. He knows what he's doing. And remember, we did a yes. corner on how climate change is affecting low income and people of color more proportionately. So you know yes. what? That's a and beautiful that's merge. He, well, apparently some people were clutching their pearls harder than oh, when God. you think your best friend says that you're <laughs> her fucking whore. Um, and because he was trying to give, and I think I'm just looking at his photo, and I'm gonna do this because I'm oh. part of the community. And I can assume. I think he's. Okay. I think he's a gay. Um, he's James a gay white guy. from a picture. <laughs> oh, you he got gay face. <laughs> I can. I'm say gonna these just things. let you. Yes, go. Let you me know. Have yeah. This. You know, I, I, I liken it to how we have Black Dar, where, like, you can see any, like, there's a little bit of an S-curl in there, and you're like, ooh, he black. Ooh, okay. So I'll, yeah. I'll give you that, yes. you know? You start to see the trends of the community. I've seen his photo on Scruff or something. I, I can tell. And because, like, You in Milwaukee he's, looking his... at Scruff? <laughs> I got to see what they do it over there. I'm going to want to move. <laughs> but he was really kind because he was actually saying, he said he said an apology. Um, I'm deeply sorry that this Added burdens of time and emotion to the exceptional staff that run this program, and I hope that nobody has mistaken my conduct for theirs. Um, he also mentioned I. He was talking about essentially like he was trying to uplift it because he was saying that song. This is how I know he's gay. He was saying that that song, that music video, was about black women uh, uh, owning their power and their sexuality and reclaiming things. And just to have that much insight, I just don't think, okay. and maybe I'm wrong, that since is he a black man? He's a white guy, and that's why okay, yes. I just don't yeah. think that there's a straight white guy who knows he's that. He's part much of the insight. community. Thank he's you. <laughs> I pieced it together. I wasn't just like. Oh, it's either two things. (laughs) It's either two things. He's either married to a black woman or he's a gay white man. Because if you're married to a black woman, we educate you. Oh, you'd be knowing. Yeah. You'd be knowing. And I, and the other thing too, great, uh, like a, a committee of black women who are heading this program. So he was trying to see. I thought it was cute. And like you said, he, he's Ooh. trying to bring awareness to the community to help them stay involved in the programs that are happening. And I like, appreciate you know, it. Some tongue in I appreciate it. it. It's like when your homeroom teacher says like something stupid, like hashtag blessed. And you're like, oh, Mr. Rydell. Like, you know, it's one of those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, someone saw this just as a white male politician putting out an announcement about, you know, they just and sexualizing of the black women's body because WAP is already kind of like, you know, it's it's, a conversation happening. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So that, you know, a swig and a miss, but we appreciate the moment. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Gasp. What's going on? The, oh my gosh, the results are in the people voted. Okay. Yes. And, um, we have, we know who the worst of the Chrissies is. The people. Oh, you're bringing this story up. That Okay. (laughs) Yes, this was we're bringing stupid. that. Oh. This okay, is stupid. let's catch the people up. Somebody mm-hmm. on Twitter. People should know this. Yeah. If you don't know <laughs> this. Well, that's what we're talking about. It. We haven't talked about it. Oh, that's just the whole show. People should know a lot of things in that game, but we have to talk about them. You don't know Tulsa? Go away. You know what? When I come back, when I come back, I yell at the audience. I give tough love. I don't know about all these other you're guests. You're fucking horse. I come in kicking in the door, <laughs> being like, horse. "See, you, you I'm your are mean auntie, mean auntie who you loves you very case. much." Would you go so far to call him your fucking whore? I don't know. No, um, core, C O R E, C O R E, like core of the earth. 
the whore of the earth. Got it. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> <I'm t> <laughs> Anyways, I thought this was interesting because you and I are huge, you know, Marvel nerd buffs. And this was such an interesting thing. So they had a, someone on yes. Twitter. This is why it's also so dumb. Someone on Twitter was like, there's boy, 2020. Yeah. People need something to distract themselves with. And they were like, all right, we have too many Chris's. We have to get rid of one. And it was like Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And who's the mm -hmm. Star Trek one? Chris... Um, Chris Trek. You have Chris, Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the other one. <laughs> My favorite Chris. Oh, mine is definitely Chris it's Evans. Between, it's between Chris Evans and Chris Pine for me. Yeah. I'm a huge fan. Chris, Chris Evans has really stepped into the mantle of uh, Captain America. Like, he just is really, like, he wears the crown. Mm -hmm. Heavy wears the crown. He has really stepped into it. And, like, we've said in the podcast many times, like, Captain America is mm -hmm. standing for, like, the what the ideals of America is supposed to be and how it, like, when mm. it falls short, he's, like, punching Nixon. Like, he's, you know. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. like, oh, like, even in Winter Soldier, like, whoa, this is way too much, like, government bullshit. Like, what are y'all doing, you know? Right. Um, I, and he also, you know, has a little, he gives a little peekaboo of his pieces. And we love that. He's like, here's, you know, and he just like, you know, he's 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 on the right side of history. He's an ally in every shape, way of the form for every community. And he has this huge, you know, he's you know, punching. He, like he's like he would go out there and punch Proud Boys if he was like in a, in a comic book, you know? Yeah. Um, That's why I like Chris Pine, too. The two of them. Because they both are they're doing the work. You've earned it. They they got me singing. Go, white boy. Go, white boy. Go. Go white boy. That's how you get that song. When you do in the work, you're gonna get us singing. Go white boy. Go white boy. Go. They're strong allies. They're good. Yeah, they they know what they need to be saying. But you know how you get it taken away. You know how you get it taken away by being a certain type of Chris. Yes, and you know what? Here's the thing. It started <laughs> off as a tongue in cheek vote, and then the mm -hmm. response that of Chris Pratt has proven why he's got to like. All right, you're off he's the annoying. island. Like <laughs> and I used to like Chris Pratt. I used to during the whole Parks and Rec phases oh, yes. when he. I like Guardians of the Galaxy, but like his mm. his work outside as a person is annoying. And you know I can't separate the art from the artist. And it was just a joke. <laughs> and like it was. Here's the thing that I found that was so frustrating about it. It was a joke, and it was just a joke. Mm -hmm. And. Because everyone always has joked, there's like so many Chris's, and pretty much all of them are in Marvel. And I, and then I think the thing that was annoying was the amount that like people came to his defense. Like the other right. like Avengers were like, Chris, we've got you. Chris Pratt is a great man. Like we're not. He doesn't actually die. Everybody, we're not like. I sorry, know, you're stupid. getting banished to the island. Like this is just a tongue in cheek. It's the internet being stupid. And right. They were like, coming in droves like sending pictures of them hanging out with chris like he's a good like, man they didn't here's say the, that he's I, like a nazi like geez here's the thing that was like really annoying like, one of the memes was like where were y'all like when brie larson was being attacked relentlessly for being a feminist right and just being Ex a, a, a champion exactly. of, of human beings and people and they were crickets and, mm -hmm. and, and silent. But Chris Pratt, we're joking and being like, Chris, you got to go. People are like, he's a good man. He's a father. Right. He um loves the Lord. And I mean, he. <laughs> I mean, you know what this is. You know why I think this happened. He is too self-serious. Yeah. And he 
probably petitioned all these people probably, to come out group for text. him. Which is he was stupid. Like, there's a group text on WhatsApp. Yeah, he's like, hey, guys, I'm sad. For me, if somebody was like, who's the worst in Eke? JK, there's only one. She's the worst. I would be like, ha ha, okay. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm Maybe, sad. I'd be like, I don't give a fuck. Like, all the minority corner, like, <laughs> yes, hoes coming out and joy. Aneke is a great woman. She knows her books. She wears a UC Santa Cruz sweater. How dare you? I would be like, get, I know. This old ass sweater. This, James, this sweater is 20 years old. Wow, it's older than me. Okay. Oreo, <laughs> not going to let me have that one. Why? Um, you know, here's the thing. I have a theory of why they came out in droves because I think that they even secretly. Th- they yeah. secretly even think to themselves that there's something kind of a little bit off about Chris Pratt. Like, they like him, but they kind of yeah, understand because- why. Like, mm-hmm. they took it more seriously than we did, is what I think. And so then they were like, wait, wait, yeah. wait. They were like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. You guys, no, he's he's great. He's fine. I, they're just like, they probably like, it feels like they were exposing themselves. They were taking it more seriously than we were because he is maybe. It's like when you have a friend who's weird mm-hmm. and you know your friend's weird mm-hmm. but your friend is your friend and you like your friend so you're always like okay so my friend is a little weird <laughs> yes. but you know i love my friend they're like you're gonna like them too but they're a little weird yes. but like you know I, you like them just give them a chance like that's what that, chris, that's chris pratt is like okay he's super funny but then he puts mm-hmm. giant huge like 10 foot tall crosses in his yard okay <laughs> but he was married to anna ferris Yay. oh they got oh. divorced mm. and now he's married to the, um the, the schwarzenegger, schwarzenegger it's like okay who's kind um, of a kennedy it's, so there's that. it's weird That's though fair. see but, it's, he, but then he goes to that church where they're a little homophobic see? and ellen page called him he, out on that right so and he is a little both. He is a little good people on both sides. He sometimes mm-hmm. so. So he's you know. he's he lost me at the Anna Ferris thing. I was like, bye, boy, bye. I love That's what Anna I said. Ferris. She's great. I love me some Anna Ferris. Mm-hmm. It was one of the things that made me like him. Yes. And then when she was out of the picture, and it's like sorry. And then he just started annoying me <laughs> in the that last Jurassic Park movie where it was just like. Why is this like James Bond versus the dinosaurs? I know. Like he Chris was too self serious like, in that I one. Can't. We like Chris Pratt because he tells jokes. Mm. Give us a jokey Pratt. Mm. Give us a Pratt fall. Jokes on you. You off the island. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Last thing. Oh, God. And I can. Yes. I had. Uh, I had. Who planned this? I had yesterday. What happened? <laughs> Tell me. Yesterday, so, for whatever reason, work decided to plan a sexual harassment training at 10 a.m. in the morning the day after the Smart. election. Smart. Management was really going for a nice, easy day for you. <laughs> Not the place They're I like, wanted. Oh, this won't be stressful or annoying at all. Anno- like, just like you're sitting there, no one has slept, and. <laughs> I it just it just was like this was a bad and I saw that coming on the calendar. I was like, ooh, this is not gosh, that's not a good idea. Oh, I man. this should not be happening. Yeah. And then got into it. I was like, wow, this was, you know, right off the bat, the woman who's the woman who's So wait, what's your trainings like? Mine are easy. I just click through, I read a thing, I say don't touch butts, no, and I click we through. Have, what's like, yours? A discussion. There's uh we watched the Times Up. We watched the Times Up video narr- narrated by Wow. Uh, Wow, they take it seriously at well, your job. I think good for I, them. And here's good for the them. thing, because bad I, timing. Like I like to me, it is not. There's nothing that's come out of like the hashtag Me Too move. Like the, I, 
nothing is shocking to me in terms of like, yeah, consent, right? Like those there's certain things of like, yeah, like there's oh, nothing yeah. that I'm like, ooh, I got right. you know. I will say, like, at least in the workplace, there's some things like um in certain environments like in the, mm-hmm. like uh the woman who's running it i uh, she was saying like how she used to work in the restaurant business and it was just like i mean so very just the culture was just very inappropriate and the jokes and things that would happen someone and one of her first office jobs like someone had emailed her mm-hmm. porn and they were like haha this is funny it's so weird because i would never in a million years oh, think God. to engage in that sort of behavior at the workplace i will say like working right. on film sets sometimes it can when i was on a small team it yes. could get a little like that's what he said ha 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 like every joke was like that's what he said that's what she said or whatnot um and that and so i can see how like in the entertainment industry it, ha- it, right. it definitely needs these conversations just never happened and existed in the workplace like i couldn't even imagine james you'd be surprised i you you are in the minority corner. You are in the minority because I used to be the same way. I used to be like, oh, yeah, why people with their right mind wouldn't do anything in these certain workspaces. <laughs> yes. And having yeah. worked in education for so long, and I, I probably shouldn't say anything while recording, but I'll tell you off recording, there have been some things that have happened to me while I've been presenting in front of people. There have been things that have happened to me in meetings. There have been things that have been emailed to me. So it, it needs to happen because not everybody is like you. There are stupid people in the world. Well, well, let me get to the next point of why I realized why we needed to Uh have this training because we were talking, there was a, there was an example of like, like one of the characters, like Sarah isn't necessarily that comfortable. She just, Sarah's a very huggy person and she just hugs Jessica. Is this okay? Um, and the, I was like, oh, well, you know, I think it's really best. I'm a huggy person myself, but in the workplace, I always make sure to ask for consent uh, before I give someone a hug. Because I know everyone has different comfortability yeah. levels. Then this one guy hops up. I think I'm also very sheltered at my company because I work at my team and department. It's just really dope. We don't have a lot of like dude like energy. It's I don't not with like the engineers Mm -hmm. or anything like that. And so I've got to peek into like the other part of the company Mm -hmm. a little bit because like this guy is just also like sitting in this like it. The camera angle is already inappropriate because he's just sort of like looking up at like he's like looking up at you. And he's just laying down Ew. in like a beanbag chair of sorts. Like, why is your camera angled like that? Oh, no. So that's already uh, weird. Get and out of here. Like, yeah, he's like dick vision. <laughs> yes, he's just like I don't really like hugs either. But you know what? You just you know just gotta do it sometimes. You just gotta no. Like, <laughs> I was like, no. If you don't like hugs, dude, then you, great. This is what we're talking about. Like, you don't you, have to like give or receive you hugs at work. Do it sometimes. That's <laughs> the saddest like, statement. You just I gotta thought that- do. It. James, James, that was a 180. I thought he was going to say something that was him forcing non-consent, but that's him making a sad oh, statement being like, no. yeah, you just got to take it sometimes. And I'm like, oh my God. No, no. Treat no, yourself no, no, no. right, sir. Then, oh, he brought it to, the, he brought it to, essentially it was like us trying to have a conversation of like him not understanding consent oh, and the God. idea around consent. Like he just was like, yeah, you just, you know. Everybody, you know, no. it you just get it. It just was so. And then like somebody else was like, well, what if you like hear like, what if you and a coworker are saying things that are racist? And it's like, 
don't say racist How things How is at that work. even? It was just so outrageous. And then the guy and bean and beanbag chair guy kept like he kept just like bringing it back to him, and it just was like, okay, I feel like now is a time for a lot of men oh to God. just listen and just listen. And maybe to the certain point is like maybe this is why we need to have these conversations because like let's get it out in the air because clearly not right. everyone is on the same page. So like maybe giving space and grace. This is yes. why we have these little workshops. I was pro- I was proven within fifteen and twenty minutes why we needed to have this workshop because like we were having conversations. Yeah, you're like, oh, like, we do need this. Yeah, and then <laughs> there was like something like someone was like, I don't really like to go out and drink, but sometimes I feel left out if I don't go, and then. He is like, well, am I just supposed to like not ask you to come out then? It's like, well, it doesn't have to be let's drinking. Let's find a different activity oh, or exercise Lord. for us to do as a team. But you know what? As I'm talking about it, mm-hmm. and I, we, I'm a champion of space and grace and people to learn. All I do, I'm reporting yeah. back. This is why we do the work. Sometimes it feels yes. like it's redundant. Like we're like, why are we having these conversations? Because not everybody is where you are, and this is why. Um, Segway, if nothing proves that more than our current current status when current this election, <laughs> where we came, are that... being totally proven that the whole country yes. are on two different sides of the table right now. And okay, this is such a good segue. She is back. I'm I'm back, <laughs> baby. That is a beautiful segue. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick little break, and we are going to jump into the election that is still happening as we speak um but we do have a little bit more insights to have a a really great conversation on what is happening right now what has happened there's some good news and what lies ahead for the road ahead corner kids buckle up election 2020 buckle it up i hope you voted because if you didn't you don't get to say shit and Dairy Network is a multi-award winning comedy podcast here on Maximum Fun and I would recommend you listen to it but don't just take it from me what do the listeners have to say? I would rather stick a corkscrew inside my ear, twist it around and pull out my ear canal like a cork than listen to your stupid podcast ever again please stop contacting me Hell would freeze over before I recommended this podcast the Beef and Dairy Network to anyone not in a million years actually scratch that um make it a billion years no how long's infinity that's the beef and dairy network podcast available at maximumfun.org and at all good and some bad podcast platforms disgusting strange planets curious technology and a fantastic vision of the distant future Featuring Martin Starr. So we're going on day 14. Shuttle still hasn't come. Aparna Nancherla. The security system provides you with emotional security. You do the rest. Echo Kellum. Can you disconnect me or not? Hurry Kondabolu. I'm staying. From Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Jeffrey McGivern. Could you play Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun? It's The Outer Reach. Stories from Beyond. Now available for free at MaximumFun.org or anywhere you listen. Hey 
We're in purgatory currently. A purgatory of waiting. Waiting purgatory election. But when you're listening to this, hopefully you're out of purgatory. Y'all are in the future and we're not. So we are recording this. We're in the past. This is Thursday. 11 a.m. Pacific time. And this is, I will say, the latest that we've ever, we are like, we recorded as late as we possibly could. So we, one, could take a beat and a breather for ourselves and collect ourselves and to be able to provide some more information and context with everybody because, like, was not in a space to be able to record yesterday. We are a few days past election day. I feel like, and if something happens to us, just know we were right. <laughs> Because we're going to tell you all the things. Pay the <laughs> ransom, please. <laughs> Pay the oh, my God. All right. So a few things I wanted to start <laughs> off with. Um, first of all, we always knew, I think we, we, like, if you didn't, I don't know where you were living, but we always, this was always going to be a challenge. We were, this was always going to be a challenge. Um, only two other times in the past 100 years has the incumbent president ever been beaten. And I think one of the things that, we it's very hard, especially if the economy is is doing well, um, which it was up until just a few months ago. Um, and so this was always going to. I mean, it tanked. Yes. <laughs> yes. But this was always going to be. It was always going to be a challenge, and I think that's something to keep in mind. And I think, like Aneke was alluding to, and we're going to dive into this a little bit more, is the black community. Black people be saving this country. And that's the thing is, we really need to start. Like, take your. This is a point that I'll bring in later, but just. Let's look at how black people voted. So black turnout was through the roof, okay? Through the roof. And you have to think about this, too. Black voters are very strategic when we vote. People were like, like uh, the vast majority of black voters did end up voting for Joe Biden in the primaries. And they uh, historically understand how white voters behave. We get it. We saw it. We the, we were, knew where this election was going. We understood back in 2016 that it was a white lash against Barack Obama and having the first black president. And that, if anything, these people were just emboldened. People were not, oh, Trump has gone too far. They were emboldened by it because record turnout, record turnout, record turnout on both sides. Right now, I think, uh, I mean, Joe Biden has 72 million votes cast for him and it's only the gonna most be votes the president has ever received and so i think like snaps all around like i we're gonna right. get to this a little bit later but like congratulations yeah. everybody like y'all were doing the work mm-hmm. um and just like especially because you know the, we talked about this in the primaries mm-hmm. like everyone always wants to try to throw an eye of like who the black people oh well they didn't do this and yes. we did our part we came out and fighting against systemic voter suppression disenfranchised right. from the voting Double experience down. for centuries and that still continues today and that we're even still to this day having mm-hmm. to fight to to get the right to vote and also talking about people have been pushed to the sidelines for so long and trying to get them encouraged to mm-hmm. be, get back into the process mm-hmm. so and 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 also again we talked about this last week but like the prison industrial complex which also uh, puts us uh, sort of takes our votes away um so and I just too, the, but there there are trends that are happening that are interesting. But can again, I just say like something we, about black people before you move on, yeah. real quick? Okay, well, I just want to say that I feel like black people come in here, we come in and save this country and protect it because yeah. we built this country. It's mm. like you have ownership, you mm. built the house, you want to protect your house. White people are just tenants. 
They came and moved into the house. And it's like when you are renting in an apartment, you're like, whatever, the landlord would take care of it. I don't really care. I'll do whatever you want. But we black people, we built it. So we're like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. We created this. I want to show something, too. And there are trends that are moving that I do want to look at. And, like, again, a lot of this is, like, after looking at this election as a performance review. And I think that there's things that each of us as a party, as progressive Mm -hmm. human beings, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, you're progressive on some level. People who want change and equality, it's always after every election, what can we do next? What did we do well? What are we going to do next? And I Mm -hmm. think that's that's what we need to do. And I'm feeling good. Like I feel like last time was such a devastating, there was a lot of like finger pointing and things like that. I'm just looking at, like, let's look at, let's look at the data and let's look at like strategic things that we can do. So do you want, do you want to point out things are moving? So this and not the best direction, but black people are still the most, um, we are the base and backbone of the democratic party. We are the most consistent right. group of anyone. So in 2008, black women voted for the democratic candidate at 96%. Oh yeah. And then in 2020 they voted, it went to 91%. Ooh. But like, it's still, again, like it is the most, uh, uh consistent democratic voting. Listen block. to black women. And then black men were at 95% in 2008. Okay. And then in, Pretty in 2000, <laughs> and then in 2020 though, that has dipped to about 80%. But together mm. that is 87% of black folks. Again, consistent even even black men are still voting yes. for the democratic candidate at a much higher rate than any other 80 percent is crazy 80 percent really is high crazy yeah but it is interesting to look at like again anytime there is a dip like it's, it's like oh, okay we need to do it we need to do some work in it and investigate into that but high yeah. five black people yeah. we doing it 87 percent of black people voted for the democratic candidate so we doing our work Y'all collect your houses. Listen um, to black people. If you want to know a barometer of where you should be voting, just go to a black, look at the polls for black you people. Do. And then you do. You go, need okay. to, I mean, I could go home. I don't need to. That was, that was, that was going to be the thesis of this quarter here. And yeah. <laughs> also two things like it is Joe Biden will be winning the uh, popular vote. And just to point out the Democrats have won seven out of eight of the last popular votes. So just, very interesting. So, and I think mm-hmm. you and I can talk. So this this did sting as we were seeing the results come in, and I feel like we all kind of, I knew we all knew we all prepped ourselves mentally and we warned ourselves that it was going to take right. a while for the election results to come in. There was going to be this red yeah. mirage that the Republican voters were going to be voting uh, right. same day, and depending on how the election. We, because yeah, every state makes up their own wackadoo rules for how to vote, how elections I know. run. Ugh, it should be universal, like healthcare. So, so with that, it, it's going to take like some states are counting the mail-in ballots first, and some are counting the uh, the same the the same day vote. So, but we all. We, there should we need to get rid of an election night because it's made up by the networks uh, because we 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 we, mail-in ballots will only continue to happen which means this process is going to take longer and so for our Mm -hmm. own health mental health like we the same thing happened in 2018 with the midterms we were like oh the blue wave didn't happen oh it happened it did happen it just takes time it's yeah you know it's a process it's all for ratings 
election has has always taken a long time. Yes. It's just currently in the TV era, we use election night for ratings. And I wish people would get over that. All the pollings, all the projections, mm. all of that stuff is just for ratings. Everything we need to yep. focus on is just the final count. Because an absentee ballot, mm -hmm. a mail-in ballot is still a ballot. And it's always been, and it, this isn't a new thing. I had absentee ballots when yeah, I was going same. to UC Santa Cruz 20 yeah. years ago. Well, and the so, thing like, is, the electoral, the electoral college is frustrating until December. It's because it takes, a, and the inauguration didn't use happen until March because it just took so long for all the ballots. Lincoln, Lincoln's inauguration didn't happen until March. So these yes. things do take a while. So I think we need to just continue to readjust. And But, you know, here's the thing is that it's, and I watched election yeah. night and was feeling all the pains and, and feelings, even though I knew for months I was prepping myself that it was going to be like an election week, maybe even an election month to be patient. But it is weird. Yeah. It's different to tell yourself that. But then when you're experiencing it live, it is a whole other experience. But one thing that right. is absolutely yep. correct is and is that. I mean, I think we all thought that this was going to be a clear repudiation of Trump because uh, even and you don't even have to go that far back to see why you would think that because of mm. the the racism that he has fanned the flames. You can look at what when he you know shot they shot at the protesters so he could hot yeah. hold the Bible upside down. Um, two hundred two hundred two hundred and he refused two, to denounce white supremacy. Super easy to do. Two hundred and thirty thousand Americans are, are are dead. He was impeached. Uh, the kids that are in cages. Five hundred and forty five children whose parents were lost he hasn't paid his taxes like mm -hmm. you don't have to go too far back to see why i think we mm -hmm. we thought we thought there was going to be a, a, a clear repudiation of his presidency and there wasn't and and he fucking caught covid caught covid yeah <laughs> like what the list is it's it's long and um you but I want to say this too, and and there is undercurrent of like Americans just still hasn't dealt with its issues of of racism, right? And and so that's what we're and that's what we're seeing. We're we're, we're seeing it, but the racism is not it's not just a white people thing because we're actually seeing here's the, here's the thing, uh, in anti anti blackness, yeah. um, uh, Trump oh hello got more yep. POC votes than any other Republican since Nixon, so sounding the alarms and you can even see it in in mm -mm. so there, we're, we're having a there's a there's a story issue and there's mm -hmm. work that we have to do even within our own communities and i'm not blaming other communities or anything but i just want to examine the movement that is happening yes we need to examine the systems the systems that are in place in this country that he basically lifted up the rock and showed all the little ugly worms that have always been there and he gave them steroids and then he set them loose. Well, and there's communities that have just honestly been feeling neglected. The number one mm -hmm. issue for Latin voters is the economy. So we also need to mm -hmm. not be so racist on our, si on our side and assume that their number one issue is immigration. You can't go talking mm -hmm. to the Latin Latinx community and be like, immigration, immigration. They're like, I, I'm about the economy, right? Like, I want to make sure that right. I ha have a good job and that my small business is going to be working. And so um, it's it's talking to voters in the right way. The the la the And also, like, voters are not a monolith that um, the, right. the Cuban, like, Cuban voters are going to vote differently. Conservative. Than 
well, and also too, like like Cuban voters are going to be vote differently than other you know Latinx voters who maybe live in in Nevada. To even you're even seeing uh, Latinx mm-hmm. voters who are closer to the border at Texas, right? Who actually um, well, yeah. actually went a little bit more, who voted for for Trump uh, even more as well. And so I think like the conversations that we're having need to change. Right. Um, I think it, w- it might be a good time to change some of the words and conversations that were happening. We can't go to uh, uh, voters in in Miami and talk about socialism they don't like that it is a scary thing to them we have to rebrand these conversations if we're really going to be this tent pole that's going to really care for the vast majority of people yes exactly i think that's what you pointed out is the racism of of lumping all latinx people into one group when you're coming from different communities different countries that have different backgrounds it's not the same it's different issues that fuel it different cultures I, I, I that's the one thing that i'm really frustrated mm. with especially that i'm hearing a lot from californians which is really gross to me that they they lump all latinx people into mexico or you know and they're trying to be liberal and i'm like no that's racist like just because you're an island or a piece of land was colonized by a Spanish-speaking country doesn't mean that it's going to be lumped into the same pile, into the same group. So that's like, that's something we all need to change. We need to look at, yeah. we need to fix because it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. And again, we need to meet these communities where there are, there's a, there's, we're, we're not telling either our story well about how our, our laws or our initiatives will impact their lives and make their lives better. We're also not listening to what their needs and their wants are um, because Trump made uh, end roads in, in the, with the Florida uh, Cuban American vote. Um, he had about 55% this time. That's up uh, quite a few percentage points from the last time, even um, 30% of Puerto Ricans on there. Um, and again, even at the border in Texas um, that Hillary Clinton had won, um, it's looking like Trump is, is winning those. So there's conversations that we um, need to be having and bringing people in um, because I do really think that this is the right home for um, for everybody, but specifically, I will say, for POC folks. So um, we need to be having these conversations, listening to them, making sure that they're feeling heard and seeing what their actual um, needs are. It's looking like white women didn't really move their numbers. They stuck with uh, Trump. More white men came back over to Biden. So that's a really interesting uh, little thing there. So... That's just sort of the thing, and I think that's why. And so that's kind of looking mm. at like the the bigger thing of of I think just seeing the returns coming in, and I think that's why it did sting so much, almost even more so than 2016 was like a slap in the face. But it was thought like this was a huge another bubble burst for myself of seeing like this was a clear opportunity to to change things, and we missed we missed that opportunity. Um, because the conversations, there's a lot of work to do. One, I mean, it was more than a bubble burst for me. It was, it was both a double down and a surprise. Like it, it, it was a faith loss for me because one, I a double down where I'm like, yeah, this country's racist. I kind of knew it was racist, but it was a bubble burst. Whereas it's stupid too, because you can be racist, but also how do you see everything that you listed Mm, mm -hmm. like how do you see this past four years and think that that was a success and vote for four more years of that outside of your racism you you, i mean we're looking at places like 
Australia and New Zealand that have no COVID cases and you think that we're doing okay right now and you want more of that, like that's outside of racism. You're being stupid. That I'm sorry. I, I can't even sugarcoat it anymore. It's stupid. You think yeah. that um, just watching a lie and be ridiculous mm. and do horrible yeah. things and this many people voted for millions right. of people, millions yeah. of people voted for that again. Like 69 million it, people. Like he, his numbers came out like his numbers didn't his numbers didn't decrease. They actually increased. Luckily, everybody did the work and also increased our numbers on our side as well. Like everybody worked really, really hard. And so I want to throw like a huge congratulations around that. But like, yeah, like it is, I think it's another, it's, it's, it was another, it's another eye-opening election. And I think it just is, is widening of like the work that needs to be done mm -hmm. and looking at the big picture of it, because uh, there's two things that we have to continue to do is win people over that are winnable. And I think that Cuban Americans are incredibly winnable. I think we have, we're having the right conversations and listening to the stories over there and, and continue to, you know, broaden our base. I will say that there was starting this, there was, um, uh, if you look at what happened in the, in the election of 2000, um, the, the Democrats were starting to, again, you can't just hold voting blocks and assume that they're going to, you know, always be there for you. It really started to chip away in the 2000 election where they went from, I, 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 from Gore to Bush, and the roots of that are what ended up happening with Ilian Gonzalez when Janet Reno underneath, I, they felt a betrayal. Um, they felt that sending him back over to Cuba, and so the started to chip away over there. They came back home for Barack Obama. His message really resonated. Mm -hmm. I think they also saw a clear black person up there, and they were like, okay, he kind of brown like me, let's go. Um, so I mean, I kind of have to push back on that because a lot of Cubans consider themselves white. And a lot of the voting right. base for for Trump are or the more or the the white Cubans, where mm. there are I mean Cuba is very much a, a racial country too, where there's black Cubans and white Cubans. Totally, so yeah. I, it's, but, yeah, and but it's not. I, but here's whew. the thing: it's not impossible because they did come back home for 2008 and in 2012. Um, so there is right. I think that there was a respect to the culture and not a a, a full attack on liberals or communists mm -hmm. because that's a key word right that cubans are going to recoil yeah. which from, is why i think know? like that war like you know how like we had to like change i uh, from global warming to i uh, what do we call it now climate change climate change, climate change? i think we got to rebrand mm -hmm. it we got to rebrand what it is yeah. that we're talking about we do we, we got to change the word because it's scary i know and we got, socialism you know, you know we can't use it anymore we got to call know, it like, equality that, equalityism <laughs> That thing Equity that the Netherlands is doing that's working really well. <laughs> Netherlandism, we gotta just yes. like I, we gotta just we literally have to rebrand because it's just like and again thinking like we want to win, so it's like again elections are opportunities to get feedback of what's working and what's not working, mm -hmm. that isn't working, so we gotta rebrand right. there. I do want to share some good news here. So Texas got competitive. This is fabulous and amazing. The fact that we were counting and looking, never in my life was I ever mm. waiting for results to come in from Texas. Like, I it know. was competitive, fiercely mm -hmm. competitive. So I want to say congrats. I know those of you who were in Texas or who were working on campaigns from out of state mm -hmm. in Texas, like, yes, we didn't get the house there, but here's the thing. We're making inroads. And here's the thing. Yes. Because we need to get rid of the Electoral College. If no, Texas goes 
if Texas goes blue, Republicans will come home because Republicans can never win the presidency if they don't have Texas. Like it's too mm. that's their California, that's their New York. So keep doing the work. I actually do believe that in 2024, Texas could very much go blue. So keep doing the work. Keep doing the work. Yes. Georgia is competitive right now. Thank you to all the work that we were doing in the previous elections. Like, think about this, like the end roads that Stacey Abrams made. Like every election Ugh. builds upon the last one, right? Yes. Um, even looking at South Carolina, yes, Jamie Harrison didn't win, but the organizing that ends up happening there, right? Like mm -hmm. it's getting that much closer. So it's it's yes. it's it's we're playing the long game here. And like yes. Arizona, I just want to get since I had it was one of the states that I adopted. I'm feeling like really I okay. the, my time, money, the text banking, yes. it just felt is feeling really good. Like this stuff does work the time and yes. energy that y'all have put into this um we already mentioned that biden had one of the largest turnouts in presidential history and like i want to give this snaps because i know not everybody was jazzed about joe biden he was my seventh choice choice i counted he was my seventh choice Same here and yes he was not my favorite, but you know I, what? I, I want to celebrate that everybody <laughs> came home. Everybody came home and did the work and rallied together. And I just want to give snaps because, like, that's kind of what that's how general elections work. You fight in the primaries and then you coalesce um, because it's about the the making end roads, moving the needle. And I just want to I just want to throw snaps. I know there's many of you who were like, but then you came around. And I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the party. And I have to, you know what? I saw something. I'm proud of everybody yeah. who came in and, and did the thing that they needed to do. Because I've been seeing some petty people on social media. And it's mostly very, very, very liberal white people wearing Bernie shirts and being like stumping still so hard. And I just want to say. It's over. Like Still just, just being the like election. Bernie. And it's like. I know. I want to. And, and, he was not going to win Florida, y'all. Like, he wasn't going to win Florida. Exactly. He, he lost. That's he lost. privilege <laughs> is not to see no. the concessions that you have to make in order for change. And, and I really hope in the future elections that we can really push yes. forward and be able to make concessions yes. and realize this is for the greater push. This is pushing the needle forward yes. instead of sticking to your guns and whining about not getting your favorite in there. Yeah. You got to make the roads for your favorite. Ooh. You got to chop down the forest mm -hmm. before you can pave it. So calm your tits down. Yes. And in, that pisses and me instead, off. Instead, to me, if I'm looking at the candidate again, it's the feedback. What could Bernie Sanders have done to there's convert something that's missing from the conversation? If people are not buying what you're selling, you need to change your marketing plan. There's a miscommunication. You've got to meet people where they are. But don't leave them there. You can't just say, well, well, this is what I'm offering. I got tomatoes. And someone's like, I'm not really looking for tomatoes. I'm looking for strawberries. You can't be like, but I got tomatoes. Why don't you want my tomatoes? And maybe those tomatoes are great. Maybe tell me some of the like nutrients of things or like maybe you also start selling strawberries. Like you've got to like. Well, you're an idiot. You're an idiot for wanting strawberries. Yes, come up like, with something no. else that I didn't know that I was going to want. But you can't like just. Like there was a there's something that just didn't land. But again, look at the amazing work. Like I think the Joe Biden campaign was a broad coalition. He brought everybody in. Uh, Birdie was involved in creating the platform. So it's like you did win. Like, again, remember, I think that everybody it's a broad tent. 
a lot of wins did happen. I'm proud of everybody. I'm proud of Mississippi got rid of their racist flag. It's really cute. Their Magnolia flag. Oh, I might they, go there they now. approve the Magnolia flag. It, it's really, the Magnolia flag from That's Mississippi cute. is really cute. And it, it makes you realize of like how a flag does make a difference. I'm literally thinking like, oh, I'd go down there. It's cute. <laughs> it's like when I see it's like when I see a rainbow flag, I'm like, oh, I'll go over there. But you know, I, you know, one thing, though, one thing that has been super helpful about this whole election process that's very selfish on my part. I know where I'm not going. I know which counties I'm not going to be going to or moving into. I'm not. Gonna <laughs> oh, you always. Are you kidding me? <laughs> After every election. Again, I love elections because it's feedback. Yes. It lets you know where the country is it lets you know where the counties are i always after every election right. i'm always like okay i can drive there i can't drive there i can't drive there like it lets you know where your next traveling places are for the next four years so it's good information it's great you just log um, away kentucky i'm looking at you <laughs> maybe mm -hmm, i might mm -hmm. not visit and i'm sending gift packages to all the Dem democrats that they, live there you guys are doing the work y'all doing the work uh, let's see. California voted uh, to give returning citizens on parole the right to vote. Oregon decriminalized drugs, all drugs, which is the step in <laughs> drugs. They, de <laughs> they decriminalized drugs. You They're know Portugal what? now. Good for them. And it's huge. Yeah. Huge. Um, it's just a huge, huge step, and they're offering, you know, um, that there's other options for people who are, you know, you know, caught with drugs mm -hmm. or whatnot. It's because again, they shouldn't no. be going to prison. It should be. Uh, I think it's. Just, I think it's a hundred dollar oh. fine, which is gr like great. It's yeah. like a, you know, and then if it's repeat offenses, I think there's, you know, some people just actually need help. Right. Drug abuse issues and. Drug abuse is really high amongst in the LGBT mm. communities, so this is actually really helpful and really great. And again, as we were talking last week, um, as we were moving to abolish the prison system because it is just racist mm. and unfixable, this is a great move to to do in towards that. Marijuana legalization measures passed in yes. five states, Arizona, Mississippi, Montana, New Jersey, South Dakota, um, which is great. And it was a historic night for LGBTQ plus candidates. Um, Democratic nominees Monterey Jones and Richie Torres, they made history in New York being elected to Congress. Torres became the first openly LGBTQ Afro-Latinx man to be elected to Congress, while Jones is the first black gay man to Congress. Beat me. Um, yes. 30-year-old Sarah McBride, she was elected to Delaware State Senate, making her the highest-ranking openly trans lawmaker in the mm. country and the first out-trans state senator in the country. Stephanie Breyer yes. became the first openly trans person ever elected to Kansas's State House of Representatives. Um, and as a member of the Chickasaw Nation, she's also the first openly trans indigenous person elected to office anywhere in the country. Yes. Snap, 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 snap. 27-year-old criminal justice reform activist Marie Turner became the country's first non-binary state lawmaker and Oklahoma's first Muslim state legislator. Yes. Check out their picture. They are dope as fuck. And but wait, there's more. I have a couple more. There's this. There's tons, but these are the Hell ones yes. that caught my eye. Adrian Tam is not okay. only Hawaii's only open LGBT LG, LGBTQ plus elected elect official, but his opponent was the leader of the state's Proud Boys chapter. Ew! Uh, he defeated a Nazi, but he won, which is awesome. Yeah, he defeated. Yes, he did doing the work, and he, ain't mm -hmm. you know what? 
because they ain't got a flag. So that's, you know, it helped. Um, flag power. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Corey Bush became the first black woman. I know, it sounds so close. Corey Bush becomes the first black woman elected to represent Missouri in Congress and the first woman to represent Missouri's first district in its 173 yes. year history. And every member of the squad won their reelection. New Mexico elected an all uh, BIPOC women to its state delegation. Oof. And Ah, that feels and good. And Florida upped its minimum nice. wage. Uh, at least Florida did one thing, right? Yeah, you know, we just got to keep making En-ROADS there. We got to just keep making En-ROADS there. <laughs> so this is the work that everybody did. I just encourage everybody to, like, announce the work ahead, right? And I always knew for myself, yes. and you and I had this conversation before, to me... I didn't. It, I don't. I don't mean this flippantly. But whoever got elected, it wasn't going to change what I was going to do over the next four years. Um, it it make my job that much easier if it was you know Joe Biden mm. and Kamala Harris. But like my work as being an mm -hmm. active, engaged citizen wasn't going to change. And I think that's what the last four years has done is it has awakened yeah. everybody to the work that we have to do. People fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah, Generation X, what happened? Where were you during the 90s? Like, why are we? Like, right. People yes. don't. Everyone's like, boomers, boomers. I'm like, Generation X, they fell asleep at the wheel. They were at race. Where were you? They you were, were be you were becoming an adult. Yes. Like, and what? just benefiting <laughs> on the, you know, the, 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 the Reagan economics and just like the, the, the issues that we're calling not dealing with racism. Like, there's all these things that we are now having the bill yeah. of, of we're, we're fitting the bill, right? So we're going to keep doing the work. Work ahead. Fox News is very dangerous. We have to keep an eye. Like right. Fox News, the reason why a lot of these, you know, the, the support that this person has, we are, can't underestimate the power of Fox News. Um, and we have to come up with something else that's going to help combat that. And so it's telling our story. Um, social media can be very dangerous. I personally have been off social media. And so I haven't been hearing the grumbles of mm. people who are like, nah, nah, nah. I'm feeling just unified. Good. And, and proud of all the Democrats and folks. Feel that, that bliss. In yeah, yeah. social media, Enjoy in the that game, bliss, that's all social man. media, we need to look at this. We need to examine it. Keeping And again, this is just like, again, reminding elections are opportunities for feedback. And so this is in me. I'm pointing out where I see our trouble spots as we move in because this is the next the work that we're going to do it's yes. going to be over the next it's a 10 20 years of having to deal with this that has not been dealt with and we're going to be the generation that's going to deal with it um and so yeah like we said this already but like 67 plus million people voted for right you know Trump right Agent Orange and so and the you know pandemic fan the flames of racism and they still voted for him yeah that so guy that guy it's, and that's a lot of people mm -hmm. and i think we have to put ourselves in the mindsets of folks who were living in the 1960s that's what i keep doing i'm like okay this is what it was like to live in the 1960s and they didn't know that they were going to win but they kept fighting and we can always tell those we're like oh yeah the civil rights movement uh, in the Ooh, moment yeah. they didn't yes. know they were going to win right they had to deal with all the craziness right there was no insight. end at all they were like oh okay great in the 70s we get to dance to disco like no like it was fucking 
a slog that they were betting yeah. to do yeah. forever. And we we lost we lost house seats. So again, like even the, and that is with gerrymandering, and it's again something that we're gonna also have to fix. That's why the census was so important. And we have to get into the game that Republicans have rigged, and we have to unrig it. It is gonna be an uphill battle. It's gonna take our diligence, and we have to just stay on this keep doing the work take your break y'all cross the finish line i'm so proud you you text banked you called you donated you had conversations you stayed engaged you did the work take a breather but like we you know midterms are coming up we gotta we take another swing at the senate the senate was always going to be very challenging because we didn't have a lot of senate races in swing states people are not split ticket people don't split ticket vote anymore right and so had there maybe been more senate seats and like there was even like kentucky that was a long shot south carolina with jamie harrison that was honestly a long shot maine is very surprising and that gets me to one of my other points like with sarah gideon was up in the polls mm -hmm. since july like Susan Collins, who trash bag of life. Yeah. <laughs> Why is she She's still the worst. there? Uh, <laughs> worst you know, woman. she had not been up in the polls since July. And so we need better pollsters and we need better polling. Um, pick up the phone. If there's a poller, like talk to them because they we, polls are helpful because it allows us to understand where we can spend money and resources. What are the issues that are important? Right. And the polling has just been off for the last two election cycles. And that's something that we need to look right. at. Become a poll. That's a full, it's a job. It is. You could be a pollster. Yes. That's a, it's a job. We need it. And we need diverse pollsters as well. Like there's like we need we need more diverse people who are going out there. And we've been saying this, but we got to keep telling our, our, our story out there, mm -hmm. having conversations that need to be had, um, getting the stories told that we need to tell and also listening because we have to win some of those people over like 67 right. million to me that's too much it's it's it is they're not kidding it's when they, disgusting it's painful yeah. yeah it it definitely it stinks and so we gotta start i i'm gonna open myself up listening what am i not hearing and then how can i also tell my story and bring people over to the other side meet people where they are but don't leave them there we have to keep doing we got to build bridges not walls listen to black right. people and black women in particular take your cues from us there should be uh you know i was looking at one voter guide it was like league of angry voters and there were some things that i just was like this was written by white liberals i i some of this yes some of this no like listen to black people yes listen to black people right <laughs> hello that, that's the one takeaway that you can get from this whole corner is just hello listen to black people as a block not as an individual don't just go up to jerome and be like hey who are you voting for because we are i mean we're a varied prism of people oh, we're <laughs> we're a varied prism of people but look at the whole voting yes. block of black people yes yes uh, you know? as a collective because we are not a monolith and if yes. you end up going to like you're like, oh, well, let me go ask Stacy. I'm like, what's Stacy's last name? You're like, Dash. I'm like, no, no. What about Candace? Abrams, I yes. heard that Candace is Ab really smart. Abrams. What's what's Candace's oh, last name? Owens. No. No. Owens? no. no. Uh, Cameron. She's not even black. I know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you want to get a nice pool and subset, and you'll get a general idea. Like we are pretty much like we are 87 percent in lock and step as a community. Yes. So exactly you, you know you know there might be the one-off and you you gotta you know don't listen to them but you hear them but you ain't everybody's got a weirdo but in the bunch you know we all got them i got you know we all got one um and so 
Aneki talked about this too. We do need national election me- measures. Case in point, Nevada is like, I can't get all these votes. We got to go to Megan. Like, they're not ready. They can only do like 70,000 a day. And then, like, we got to go to bed. We have a process. They weren't they're prepared tired. for this. So other, meanwhile, in Georgia, they're like, we got to count these votes. We got to count these votes. Count these votes. Count these votes. You want them rested. Here's the thing, though, James. This is the thing that's ironic about Nevada. Nevada builds their whole economy off of counting things. Oh, it's a gambling state. (laughs) And the one time we're like, one time we're like, okay, we need you to do what y'all do best. And they don't only count things, they count things 24-7. It's a, 24 hours a day, and they're like 7 o'clock at night. Well, we got to go to bed. It's time to Um, But yes, and so other mm-hmm. countries, like, they have just a national election measures. Like, it, it, that way it's like, it just should be one blanket, and it could, should be an independent um, yes. uh, uh, organization, not bipartisan, independent, and we can we need to create something like a, it's its own branch, it's its own thing. Yes, um, we're going to need to make sure that we're running good Senate candidates. There was a lot that just were long shots. People don't like like Mark Kelly in Arizona is a great example of a great solid candidate to run in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Solid, great candidate. So we need more of those. And like you mm-hmm. said, like there will be concessions. Like certain people are not going to be the right. You don't run AOC in North no. Carolina. You know, mm-hmm. we got to find the right candidates for the right areas, exactly. right? Um, and we're going to be having to deal with, you know, QAnon, Mad- Madison Cawthorn and that other lady. Yeah. They got into Congress. Yeah. Like, the. No. Not over. We have we like we don't just get to go off to brunch. We're not just like oh okay because it's looking good, but it's the work. It's not over. Um, and and it's just yeah, all hands on deck. And I mentioned this earlier. We're gonna rebrand socialism. We're op- open to ideas. I don't know. Like I think Elizabeth Warren has been really smart about the way she talks about. She's like oh I believe in capitalism, but really she's talking about socialism. Like that's what she's talking about. She is. We should call it. Maybe we should call it Scandi Share. Like Scandinavian share plan. Like it's, it's, Ooh. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm into that. We need to have a big rebranding meeting because it's not working. We're losing on that one, and we're gonna have to increase our voter base because if we are mm-hmm. going to lose like mm-hmm. um, some of the religious Latin X folks or even some of the like you were talking about the, the Cuban folks who I uh, see themselves as white and they're going to line themselves with that. We're going to need to expand our voting base. The 2020 mm-hmm. like in the midterms like we like it's 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 just keep not take a breath for sure. But I just want everyone to like get into the habit of like you've been doing so good mm-hmm. of being involved in elections and keeping that up because like we're having to clean out the mess of this for uh, a generation. And I think, I think that we'll be able to turn the cage. Think about this McCarthyism, Goldwater, George Wallace, they were the villains of their day. And they're not, it's not a good thing when, you know, when people say McCarthy or George Wallace or Goldwater. And I do think that Trump, I'll say his name in this base because it's going to be associated with bad things. Trump will be, part of that of his time but it's the work that we do and making sure that it was a blip and a moment and then we're done so i mean we'll see we're still waiting as of uh, as of november 5th i don't i i i'm a little superstitious to really start you know doing a little you know touchdown dance right now but yeah 
I do. I love what you're saying, James, of but of just commending us, making sure that we did yeah. have such great voter turnout. And even if this fucking doo doo president is still in office, we are creating that we pathway. Yes. Yeah. We it did what we had change, to do, and it doesn't change. Again, whatever happens, it's not going to change the work that we were going to do and what we right. know that we. It doesn't like it. I, I say that it doesn't matter because it's not going to change the, the our steps. It's not going to change yeah. everything that I just listed. Mm-hmm. Is is a plan for whoever is in office. Um, yes. But light your candles and light your crystals. <laughs> Put your crystals in the moon, like Beyonce said. Woo! Let's just hope that all these mail-ins are Democrats, which generally is projected that they will be, because Democrats be sensible. Well, there it is, your episode. We were getting it in. We were waiting for as many results as we possibly could before we could jump in and do this episode. And it's uh, it's coming at you a little bit later than usual, but better late than never. Hopefully you're listening to this and the results are even better than what we had described. Speak it into existence. And because uh, Neki and I just got to yapping so much, y'all, we've got a bonus episode coming at you like Cleopatra. On Tuesday, we have a Minority Corner bonus episode. Neki and I sat down and we dived in so deep to HBO's Lovecraft Country. So if you have seen it, uh, you're, you're in for a great episode. We unpack it. We dive in. It's got to be a good one. So you got that on Tuesday. If you haven't seen Lovecraft Country, well... I know you're watching this weekend. Get someone's HBO Max password. Do what you got to do. Don't get left behind. It is a great episode. Such a great show that really opened up so many conversations. And as we talked about in this episode, it's so important for us to not only tell our stories, but we need to listen to other stories. And the work that shows like Lovecraft Country, The Watchmen that they're doing are helping us to unpack the experiences of other folks. Uh, my people and also other people as well uh, and also helping us understand our history because uh, there's a lot of work that still needs to, to be done and uh, we're doing it we're gonna we're doing it brunch is canceled no more brunches just we're working we're getting into getting into the grind but again I can't say this enough I'm so proud of you all the listeners I know you got actively involved and engaged you had conversations you donated you text banked you phone banked you canvassed where it was appropriate you had tough conversations you did the work you're listening to this podcast uh, you came around on Joe Biden wasn't our pick either but you came around and we we're, we're doing we're doing the work we're moving the needle we're staying in the arena I asked you all to get into the arena and you did some of you were already here in the arena and you took it even further. So I can't say enough how proud I am of each and every one of you. And I love you all so dearly much. Also, sidebar, the Minority Corner team has been texting each other throughout the last few days. of just like, I wish you could see these text chains. Big thanks to uh, Sarah Brown, our editor, and Sam Jackson, uh, our marketing manager, for being involved here in this show, doing the amazing work that you do, and also being on this text thread with me, keeping myself insane. So... Here it is. Looking forward to sharing our bonus episode with you on Tuesday. Remember, you can tweet at us. We're on my at Minority Corner on Twitter, uh, at Minority Corner on Instagram. Definitely check out the Instagram. We got videos popping up. You want to see these faces? You better head on over there. And you can check out the Minority Corner YouTube channel as well to see some extra bonus content and just some clips of us 
you've heard what we've said, but how did we look when we were saying it? So you got that. And thank you all so much for listening to Minority Corner because together we're the majority. I love y'all. We got this. Keep hope alive. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.